0: Alright, welcome to Peace of Mind Radio. I am Brian Ramsey, that's Chris Vaughn, and that is Aaron McAndrew. He's a new guy on our team. You'll start to see him in these podcasts from time to time. Uh, we just went and grabbed him. Yes, we have on the same clothes we had on. Well, at least Chris and I do. Right. That we had on last week, which was about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> so uh, we went down the hall and grabbed Aaron. Uh, so Aaron, thanks for joining, buddy. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, so, and this
1: is not Aaron's debut on our podcast because he did the burgers and bourbon.
0: Yeah. But never mind the the resting face he had. Right, we, he's got a chance face. for redemption this time. Yeah, he, he was, uh, but he was he had he just made a transfer over, so you know he was a little stressed, right? Yeah, we'll a little, that. Bit, little bit, a little bit, a little stressed. Sorry. Yeah, so so we're gonna we're gonna have him. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about our pack, our more of our podcast coming up a little bit later. Now, at, this is a continuation of our conversation from last week, where we're really talking about uh, you know just. What we have a tendency to see is clients that, uh, or investors for that matter, when they when times get rough, the market gets sideways, we're in the middle of a pandemic, we're hopefully in the uh, the uh, back end of a pandemic, they have a tendency to just kind of hunker down, it's like, I can't do anything, I'm frozen, I don't want to just do anything, waiting. I'm just going to wait till it's over and then I'll make some moves. So what we thought we'd do is do a series around things that you should be doing or could be doing. Uh, now to take advantage of when things get better, and things are getting better. Let me let's be oh, honest. Sure it's are. the, yeah. you know, it's the end of March uh, 2020. Things are getting a lot better, but it's not 2020. Sorry, 2021. 2020.
1: <laughs> Just gotta clarify. Yeah, that, that has nothing
0: to do with all the mistakes I made in the last two podcasts <laughs> by giving wrong answers. But but anyway, uh, it is 2021, and uh, and we're starting to see things relax a little bit more. Yeah. However, that doesn't give you, or that should give you. Uh, you know, the forethought to say, hey, I need to start to consider some of these things and let's go back and reevaluate. So we're just giving you some things over the next couple of weeks uh, that you should go back and take a look at, right? Yep. So last week we talked about what?
1: Well, we talked about uh, the kind of benefits that you get through your employer, your life insurance disability, uh, you know, other types of insurance. And then we started to hit on 401ks, uh, what's called a defined benefit plan, or excuse me, defined contribution Mm -hmm. plan. So, you know, 401Ks, 403Bs, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, so we this is really a continuation from last yeah. week. So if you didn't catch last week's show, jump on there, and uh, and we'll, we'll talk about what Chris has mentioned about benefits. But today it's really about 401K. We see a ton of this, and we thought it was appropriate because there's been a lot of people that have been displaced uh, or have you know changed jobs in this time over the last year uh, or maybe still can't find a job, right? And so right. what we see is somebody that either loses a job or they – you know, take another position. What do they do with their old 401k? Right. They yeah. they, well,
2: they do. Well, they've got multiple options. A lot of but people. they leave it, the, right? a, lot of, a lot of people just leave it. Yeah, they yeah. just,
0: like, oh, sh- dag nabbit, I've got yeah. 401k plans everywhere, right? Right. Um, so, that's what we're talking about. But, Aaron, what are, like, let's just lay out one. Let, um you leave your old employer, you've been displaced, whatever the case is, what are your options? What's what's one of your options you can do with it?
2: Well one option is uh, you can roll it to an IRA or if you have a if you were contributing Roth, then you can roll it to a Roth IRA.
0: What's uh, the benefit behind that?
2: Benefit of that is that you're not gonna get the taxable event that you would have if you took a distribution. Um, you've also got benefits of being able to have a greater variation of uh, investment options inside of the, um, right. that IRA um you also have multiple you know abilities to to be able to have the money managed for you um and also there's better options when it comes to distributions not having to go to the old former employer having to have it sign off and so on so so yeah multiple options there that are benefits for people when they yeah when they roll it over
0: yeah sure all right chris what's another what's another what what else can somebody do they'll let their employer Aaron says, hey, you can roll it to an IRA, which is yep. great, which is what we see 90% of the time, right? Usually, yeah. yeah. So what's another option they have? Uh,
1: well, okay, first of all, I would say until you know what the good option is, the right thing to do, and this is where you might want to seek some professional help, is you should leave it where it is so that you don't make a mistake. Uh, but uh, another big one that you can sometimes do is you can actually transfer it into the 401k of the new employer. Uh, Not everybody will allow you to do that. Uh, There's pros and cons to it. Um, The neat thing about 401ks, for example, is if you really need to, and I'm not a big fan of this, you can borrow from them. If you do the rollover that Aaron was talking about, you cannot borrow from an IRA. It doesn't work that way. So uh, moving it into the new employer plan
0: is, is usually an option. Yeah, so let's say, let's go back to the original one you said, you can leave it there. Yeah. Why would someone leave it there? Well, okay, you leave it there because you don't know what the better option is
1: yet. I'm not a fan of leaving money, in a 401k with your previous employer. Uh, I've had several different clients where I've tried to track down where that money is now. And we never could find it because the previous employer will end up switching over to a new 401k provider and it has to change over to uh, you know the new company. And then uh, they get bought out by a new company and the new company wants to switch over to their provider. So you switch around through multiple custodians and it, you end up losing the money. Uh, and I've seen that a couple of times and it's painful and it's not a conversation I ever wanna have. So I don't like leaving the money there, but I also don't wanna see somebody um, say, okay, I've got to pull it out and I'm in a hurry to pull it out and end up making uh, investment decisions that they can't readily change. So for example, uh, they, they bring it out, they talk to an advisor, they put it into uh, any number of different types of investments where it's somewhat illiquid and they can't change that investment when they get a little bit different counsel. So when in doubt, just leave it there until we get some good advice. yeah. Yep. So the other option would be. Go ahead.
2: Uh, one more thing, I would say. Uh, every now and then, it makes sense to leave it there, especially if somebody's maybe retiring early, or if they even got laid off. If they're if they're uh, the, year, the calendar year they turned fifty five in, um, or if they're older than fifty five, they leave it at that. That employer that they left, either they retired or got laid off from that employer, they can. If they're making a withdrawal from there, mm-hmm. oftentimes they can withdraw and avoid the 59 and a half IRS penalty. on Right. That. I completely forgot about that,
1: but you're right. If you roll your money over into an IRA and you're not yet 59 and a half you can't take it out without penalties yep. that's
2: not true of 401k's
1: and 403b's right.
0: and the and the
2: like but it goes back to your point that before doing anything with it the best thing to do is
0: to to seek professional yeah. advice yeah for on sure that. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. so the other option that you have <clears throat> we've covered all of them right you can roll it to a new 401k at your new employer you can leave it in the existing 401k you can roll it to an ira and uh, the other one that is you can have it cashed out but yeah. we would never recommend that Although I will tell you that we've had a number of clients that maybe have gone somewhere and worked for a, for a very short period of time, mm-hmm. and there's just a couple thousand bucks in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, hey, I'm just going to, you know, I just asked for the money and I just took it out, paid the tax on it, was done with it. Um, and th- those are old. old obviously yeah, when, they're, when they're smaller amounts, that makes yeah. sense. I actually had a, 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 a new
1: client last week. I was sitting there talking to her. Old 401k, $61 in it.
0: Yeah. You know, and That's it's That's what like, I'm talking about. Just exactly. Small just, balances. Yeah. yeah. It's not anymore rolling exactly. it over, just cash it out. So anyway, that those are your options, right? So if you're, you know, if you've been displaced or you've changed jobs and you're, did I just like have you, a squeaky voice? You did voice? just went full squeaky voice. It <laughs> did. I just like puberty just hit me all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, but it's, the point being, if you uh, if you've been displaced or anything like that, all we're doing is saying it's probably a pretty good time to kind of evaluate what your options are. Yeah. Right. If you got an old four hundred and one k sitting somewhere else. Look, explore your options and determine what you should do with it, uh, and those are really the options that you walk through. All right, so now let's talk about you have you're at your new employer. All right. We touched base a little bit on this last week, but I want to explore it a little bit more. So now you're at your, you're a new employer, uh, and you know you started a new year. What is something that you might look at in your 401k to do differently this year than you did last year? We touched base on one last yeah. week about. Uh, maybe increasing your contribution. we right. you want in- talk about okay, that? Okay,
1: so increasing your contribution, obviously, if you can put in more, it's never going to hurt you to save more. Uh, but the other thing that, that I don't see people looking into that frequently is, does your company offer a Roth option, right? So changing your contributions from the traditional side to the Roth side. So you won't have as much money in there up front because it's after-tax dollars you're putting in. But once it goes in there, you're never going to have to pay taxes on that money again, including the growth, uh, which is the whole point of a
0: Roth. Uh, now, so what you're, you're saying is, if if it's a new year, uh-huh. and let's say you're putting in ten percent, which is the whole, you know, Dave with the guy with the lap, my my last name, similar last it's name, his right? Recommendation, <laughs> right? Yeah. About ten percent. So you're saying that if you've been doing pre-tax this whole time, mm-hmm. you might explore making, splitting that up between, let's say, five and five, just to make s- simple math, 5% pre-tax, and you're saying that you might explore the ability to do 5% post-tax, which goes into a Roth. Well, hold that thought. that You're right, but if your company is
1: offering a match, the match is always going to be traditional money, not Roth. You mean pre-tax. Correct. Yeah. So if you're, let's just say for argument's sake that you're contributing 5%, and your employer matches that at a 100%, Right. So you've got a total of 10%. By you going 100% of what you contribute to the Roth, the employer is matching that in the pre-tax side. Mm -hmm. So you actually are building both types of taxable or tax-free income, and that's a very healthy thing to have later on. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so you're saying just uh, uh, pretty good advice, right, Aaron? if If you're going back and you're exploring how much you're ultimately contributing, it might be worth considering putting something after tax it affects your check right because there's pre-tax dollars that goes in before your tax and then after tax goes in after you've already been taxed but you're saying you know just explore between zero and a hundred right so zero percent uh, you want to put 100% pre-tax versus put some post-tax. Yep.
2: And I would, I would say, especially if you have several more years left ahead of you to work, yep. just because of that compounding growth potential that you have inside that Roth, because since the Roth grows tax-free and you're able to take tax-free distributions out after you retire, we can't ever predict what the tax brackets are going to look right. like down the road. But so. keep
1: in mind something else. If you've got that tax-free money to pull from later on down into your retirement years. That is not reported as income for the purpose of calculating how much of your Social Security is taxable and what capital gains tax rate you pay on those types of investments. So it just opens the door to so many other options down the road if you take just a little bit of tax pain right now.
0: Well, so just as a quick side story, you know, we, we were doing a plan or actually meeting with a new client. We were starting a plan with this particular client. And uh, this guy was like 50, 51, 52 years old. He had like a million eight in his 401k. And um, we were talking about contributions and all that. And I was like, hey, you need to stop contributing on a pre-tax basis. Uh, He was kind of questioning us about that. And so what what he will find out is that he's going to have this gigantic tax situation. Tax bomb. That's going to hit him at about 72, if that still is the age by the time he gets there. Who knows what the age will be. But whenever he gets to the point to where he's going to be forced to take out, it's going to be a massive number. So I said, the best thing you can do now, there's strategies you can put in place when you turn 60, beyond 59 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, sure. to try to minimize yeah. that. But right now, best thing you can do is when you're deferring, defer 100% post-tax yeah. uh, to, try to, to try to lessen the bomb, uh, the tax situation you're going to have. So I almost caught myself using the tax bomb. Tax bomb, man. Um, <laughs> That's what it is. But, yeah, I mean, there's just things you could be doing now. All right, other thing we talked about last week, which was uh, that we see employers uh, encourage, but they only encourage like one meeting a year, which is about an hour a year where they Mm -hmm. sit down with all the participants. Yeah, if that. Yeah, if that. Uh, And that is uh, increasing your contribution to your 401k annually, right? This is about the time of year they do that because you're getting your raise. That's kind of how they talk about it. Oh, you get a 3% raise. Take the 2% in your check and increase your contribution limit by 1% uh, each year. Right. So uh, what What I mean, when you are working with participants, don't you kind of encourage that?
2: Absolutely. Especially when like you, the point you just made when they're getting raises, if you're getting raises and you're not changing your contra- your percentage yep. that's going in there, I mean, you, you've got that ability to, to put more away and, and to get to that point. We try to really encourage, like you mentioned before, somebody getting between 10 and 15 percent of their money towards retirement savings. Mm-hmm. Now, that could right. include Roths or any IRAs they're contributing to outside sure, right, of the K plan. Right. But at the same time, if we're getting if we're making more money and we're not making those additional contributions to the plan or increasing our contributions to the plan, then you're you're really selling yourself short when it comes to your ability to earn down the, yep. what you can yep. put away for down the road.
0: Yeah. All right, and here's a question for you. So we uh, I promise it's an easy one. Okay. It's first podcast, by the way, yeah, that's why we're yeah. get ready. It's coming. This give, give me for, this one. is in, not going to be a softball. softball. <laughs> no, no. This is no. This is pretty easy. Um, but no, we we uh, Chris and I talked about this last week, uh, and that is <clears throat> when you're uh, when you have a participant in a four hundred and one k plan, and you deal a lot with four hundred and three Bs, right?
2: Four hundred and three Bs. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Um, so if you got a four hundred and three, by the way, if you're a teacher and a teacher, uh, especially Southern Indiana call this guy. Uh, He'll be more than happy to take care of you. Um, You probably worked with him in the past. If you did, call him. Um, Anyway, see, I can say that. All right, so he's (laughs) on here going, oh my God, dude, I can't believe you just said that. Um, All right, so anyway, uh, 401k, 403b, you're making contributions, and you got a list of funds that are available, right? How often would you recommend somebody go but We know participants don't look at this stuff every day, Correct, right? Yeah. So how often should they be looking at it?
2: This is a really good question actually. Uh, and, and it comes up especially, and we can really relate to it in years like last year where we, we saw the market really do a big whipsaw. You know, yeah. we were, we were at yeah. all time highs in February. And then all of a sudden we're at, you know, six month or six week fastest bear market in, in the history of the mm-hmm. market. Back up to September, we're hitting all-time highs again on the yep. S&P 500. And right. then we get a little rocky before the election period and uh, then kind of goes right back up towards all-time highs again. So, um, you know, looking at if, you're, if we're not paying attention to the allocations, well, if you've got, you've got uh, st- stock markets and equities that are inside of your equity funds or inside of your plans that are doing really, really, really well and you think you're in a 60-40 portfolio and you're just kind of letting it sit there, that 60-40, 60% uh, equity, <clears throat> 40% fixed income could turn into 80-20 real quick with the, right. with the markets that we've That's had. Right. So so really looking at, you know, I don't know that quarterly rebalancing is ne- always necessary, but, but looking at the ability to – check it once or twice a year, um, a couple times a year to, to make sure the portfolio doesn't get out of whack. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're in one of those target date or retirement date funds that are inside of there, that automatically sets that path for you right. there. But if you're so, in other allocations, yeah. then it so would you'd say good, at least annually, right? I mean, yeah, at least know. annually. A uh, couple times a year would, would, would be a good thing, but it doesn't mean, just because you check in on it a couple times a year doesn't mean you have to make changes to it. You know? right. right. It's yeah. just- paying attention to what it is i definitely don't recommend there are people believe it or not which you guys know obviously <laughs> that that take a look at these portfolios every day yeah. when they see the market go up and down that's really causing yourself a little added stress i, mean, I think yeah um, i
0: mean i'm in the business and i don't even do that, that right exactly I don't even look at my stuff right. every day so. right all right so uh here's a big one uh and we'll uh, we'll move on to something after this just a couple of minor things after this but um Checking your beneficiaries. Now, we do this on an annual basis with our clients. So the first part of the year they come in, we go back and check beneficiaries across the board. And all their accounts and life insurance, annuities, 401Ks, 403Bs, IRAs, I mean, you name it, we go back and check beneficiaries. Right. But at least check your beneficiaries to confirm they're accurate on an annual oh basis. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is this is something yep. that uh, you you might work with your 401K plan. You might work with your employer, um, because it just depends on how how you uh, you know how you change your beneficiary. Or whatever, there's paperwork that either goes to the employer or to the 401k plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just make sure that you ask your HR person. You know, hey, I need change. You know, check my beneficiaries. Who do I need to? And it's simple to to.
1: for most 401ks. You do that online when you log in to it. It is yeah. it is really easy to do.
0: Yeah. So there's some things like simple IRAs that you can. Uh, there are some cases where they the uh, beneficiaries kept in house with yeah. the, uh, So just, just just ask your HR person. I guess is the best way to do it. So here's a here's a crazy story. This involves life insurance, but it's the same scenario on 401k plans. I don't know if you've ever heard this story. Chris has heard it a dozen oh, yeah. times, I know many which times. One this but is. we had uh, we had a doctor um, who we st- we were asked to settle his estate. Passed away, and his wife had hired us, or the widow had asked us to settle his estate. So we're going through all of his – he kept very good records, but he had this one life insurance policy he got right out of med school. He was a physician here in town. He was married previous to his current wife, who he'd been married to for 30-some years, and he – Whoops. Yeah. He had had still been paying on this thing, but it wasn't very much, right? It was like $70 a month or something. It wasn't much. But back 50 years ago now or 40-some years ago – it was a lot of money when he got it, you know, yeah. uh, and he got like it was like a million something, million five, mm. something like that, million two. But anyway, anyway, he never checked beneficiaries. So sure Sh- enough, you know what you know what's coming. Absolutely, right? yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we literally, our trust officer called and said, uh, "Hey, so and so passed away. Uh, you have one of two choices: you can either uh, disclaim the inheritance, yeah. or." We need your address, and she said, "Here you got a pencil because you need my <laughs> new address and she took it now the family was well off, so it was fine, but still that's it, it, it wouldn't have been his intention though that absolutely that's, that's not. almost certain no they had yeah. no they had no kids, they had no nothing mm. uh we had to, it took us a while to even track this lady down wow. but uh, but anyway that that's just to say that a lot of people think their uh that their will will pap, you'll pass no. those – or even a trust would bypass or pass those uh, assets along. Not that's not the case. It's all beneficiaries. Right. So yep. just make sure that uh, – sure Beneficiaries
1: you trump all of those estate documents. Yeah. You've got to make sure
0: they're
2: and it's right. really For also sure. just to give the people, your heirs, the people you're leaving behind, peace of mind. They don't want
0: to be battling this out with you know, right. who exactly. gets
2: what. So. Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. All right, so a couple other things that we'll just mention that you can do with a 401k, especially if you've separated service. Or even if you're still with someone, your existing employer, but you just want to evaluate what your options are. You're still contributing to it. You can do what they call your plan may offer, the ability to do a non-hardship withdrawal. just says that you can take your assets and roll it to an IRA. Reasons why you do that, Aaron went through them earlier. If you want to know more about that, call Aaron, call Chris, call me. We'll be able to walk you through it. No big deal. Uh, I'm gonna let you tackle the rule of 55 here in just a second because I can't remember that one. And <laughs> I even tried to I even tried to Google it. I still don't get it. I mean, it seems like I had to learn it for my seven or something. But
2: it's so 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 really, it's specific. So in some some employer plans may not even allow it. Okay. But, right. but so you got to be before anybody really thinks about doing that, consult with somebody, right. consult with a professional to help you. Um, but really, and just in a nutshell, what it is is you have to be turning 55 in the same calendar year you'd have to be taking the distribution in the same calendar year that you turned 55 from the plan so either right. you retired from the company or you were laid off from the company that either, it, either of those doesn't doesn't really matter but it can't be like a 401k plan that you had when you were 38 years old that you just left there and now all of a sudden you want to start dipping into it and nope. it has to be from, okay. the, company from the company that you True. actually <laughs> just left um so there's a lot of really it's kind of you got to really follow the specific rules to do it right otherwise you'll get hit with the same 10 percent.
0: and you're really saying that there's ability for you to get access to it pre-59 and a half without penalty correct yeah okay there is got ability it. to do that yeah yeah so. Yeah, at least I learned that much.
2: In, in times that I've <laughs> that I've used that has been really when somebody's trying to retire early. Yep. Or yeah. um and and just want to take some and sometimes employer plans either don't allow it and sometimes employer plans do allow it but they make you take it in one lump sum so which would then change the plan because yep. now sure at what point in time did we take it we got to think about taxable income all that other stuff right. so.
0: Yeah, so the other one uh, that I've run into a couple of times involves employer stock. So if you're with a big company and they make all the match in employer stock, um, you can have what they call net unrealized depreciation. I'm not going to go into it, but if you have company stock and you're leaving the company or you've been dis- displaced and you have a lot of company stock in your 401k and you're like, well, I may there may be an option to do something else with it, just call us. We'll be happy to kind of walk you through it. But there is a way to get – that stock out of your plan at a tax-efficient manner other than just leaving it in there, right? right. So uh, so anyway, but look, there, there's other things. We- there's, there, I was going to say there's one more that I would Go add ahead. that's gone along
1: those lines would be uh, in-service rollovers. So for yeah. the people that are already over 59 and a half years old but you're still working there, there are times where it would be wise to go ahead and move that money out of your 401k and into an IRA usually because investment choices are better. Right. Uh, so it depends on the situation, but most people are unaware of that. So if you're already in your sixties and you're still working, it's something you should look at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are there other options? Absolutely. The yeah. point behind all this is that don't wait until things get back rosy before you go right. out and start to look at what your options are. Just take advantage of it now because you never know what, uh, what in the next six months we could have another issue in the next six months and then you'll be delayed another six months making choices. Yeah. So uh, just make sure that in a 401k plan that if you, you know, reach out to a professional, come see us and say, Hey, you know, here's where I am. Here's my situation. What do I need to be thinking about? We'll walk you through all those, all those scenarios. But uh, anyway, next week we'll talk about another one. I don't know what that's going to look like. And Chris <laughs> and I will have changed clothes by then. And uh, hopefully, we, yeah, hopefully. Uh, but anyway, just make sure that uh, you're tuning in every week. We have this podcast, which is Peace of Mind Radio podcast. And uh, then we have Connecting the Commonwealth, which is our podcast where we uh, interview businesses, different personalities yep. around town. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, yeah. It's kind of a, it's it's kind of one of my favorites mm-hmm. outside of our third one. Um, but it has nothing to do with financial services. It is all about business owners yep. and their services they provide our community. So it's kind of cool. And then our third one, which uh, is – my favorite now oh, yeah. is uh, burgers and bourbon. I got it right. <laughs> you said it right the first time. Right. I'm the impressed. Time, That's a first. He bet that I wouldn't get it right, <laughs> which I don't, but I was concentrating on it. But anyway, it's cool. We just review burgers uh, from local establishments. And then also uh, we uh, taste a little uh, bourbon and kind of give you our opinion. So very cool. Very cool podcast. So make sure you tune in and um Anything else on your all's in that you want to you want to add? No, I think that covers it. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, make sure that when you're listening that you uh, select subscribe. You'll make sure that you get all of our podcasts. And by the way, you'll need to do that to each one of our podcasts uh, because they're all they're all three different. So, right. uh, but anyway, other than that, just rate us, review us. Uh, make sure you leave feedback. If you want to cover a particular topic, let us know. We're happy to uh, to talk about it. Um, other than that, we'll see you let's guys give, next week. Let's give them a phone number and oh, yeah. email in case they're listening and not watching. Yeah, sorry. i
1: don't ever do that. Go ahead. All right. So email address is info at fwppartners.com. Website is fwppartners.com. And if you want to reach out to us by phone, 502-200-5210.
3: Have a good week, everybody. Thanks. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as Independent Financial Partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP advisors doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and family wealth planning partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs of individual investors.